Oh, whoa, music? This is no joke. This is no fly-by-night operation, people. This is the Red Ticket Blues podcast with Brian, last name Buckley. How's everyone doing today? We got music here. Leaps and bounds, people. Leaps and bounds. Went with a little reggae feel. I know not everyone's a fan of reggae, but... I thought better than that than hip-hop. A lot of podcasts have hip-hop to begin their show. And as a 34-year-old white guy, I got to distance myself from hip-hop these days. I, I, I grew up with it. And it just, it's, I think it's more of a maturation process. And I know some people probably don't agree with that. But I mean, I'm not going to be bumping around on my accord listening to Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. I mean, you know, I'll throw in Tribe or whatever or Mob Deep. But at a certain point, you got to let go. I, I, I don't know. Uh, let go and move on to what? I, I don't know. Not really sure. My parents, my parents would play music. Should, should I listen to their music? I mean, they played CCR and Allman Brothers and Bob Dylan around the house when we were younger. I mean, I don't know. Might be playing METHOD man talking about getting his asshole closed from the Thirty Six Chambers. I don't know if a, if that that's proper. I, I I don't know. But anyways, enough of that. That the better question is, what the hell am I talking about? So, this is where we are, people. Another week. This is a second podcast. A lot of you thought didn't wouldn't happen, but it has. Actually, I don't know anyone that didn't. But uh, before we get into everything, obviously, we've heard the news. Sad note with Stuart Scott, the ESPN anchor, dying, dying, succumbing to cancer at the age of 49, which is insanely too early. Full disclosure, I was, was never a huge Stuart Scott fan. Uh, I didn't hate him. Uh, just wasn't, I think subconsciously, a lot of his... Uh, his sayings, his style, you know, seeped into our, our daily vocabulary and even mine. And even saying I didn't I didn't really like him, it, it happened. Uh, a lot of celebrity people have their Stuart Scott moments that they're they're letting people know about. And I'll tell you, I even have a Scott Stuart Scott moment. He was, I, you know, I live in Connecticut, and obviously ESPN Studios is located in Bristol. I was at the West Farms Mall years ago, and uh, in West Hartford, which is close to Bristol. And, you know, I saw him and, and a stupid, sarcastic teenager or young, yeah, teenager, just wanting to say dumb things. We didn't Very actually little say anything. He, he raised his fist something in stupid, like Tommy Smith, Smith or something dumb. And he looked and at me straight laced. But there, there was a, there was a uh, mutual understanding said, of respect and playfulness. And unfortunately, not all uh, encounters with people that are in the media like that are that well. That you know happen that nicely aren't that pleasant, and it was a sneak preview of well things can go your way, but unfortunately they didn't after that. But that that was a good moment. I mean, it's a small moment. I didn't obviously work with them or anything, but it was uh, it was it was nice to see people actually acknowledging you instead of just walking by you as if you were gutter trash. But uh, he leaves behind a, fan, a wife and two kids. Rough stuff. 49 years old. When you're a kid, you think it's think it's far away. And I'll tell you, 49 is not that old. Very sad. But we have to move on. How's everyone doing? How was your New Year's? I bet it was terrible, wasn't it? You people just don't get it. New Year's is the worst holiday ever. It's terrible. It's never as much fun as you, you, you think it will be. And did, did people at work say to you, see you next year? Did, did they say that like it was really funny? And did they say it a few times because you ignored them the first few times because it wasn't funny? Yeah, well, I'm sure I'm sure that did happen. You know, the, the, the last time I thought that was funny was the first time. When I was about seven years old and I said, 
and I found out my friends at school, hey, you know, technically it is next year. You know, that's comedy. We found, found, we found some, some sort of hidden gem. I went home to my parents with it, and they looked at me the way only a parent can look at you. Uh, you know, they were my, they're, they're my parents, so they, they acknowledged the, the comedy I was trying to relay to them. But they also gave me a look the same way. Hey, moron, you didn't invent that. It's been going on since the advent of the Julian calendar. You did not discover anything interesting. So, move on. And that was the last time I thought it was funny. Great story. Okay, so we're going to move on. We talk about a lot of football this week. It's obviously, this is the time of year when it dominates sports. You got baseball, after the winter meetings, basically just sitting around, analyzing single-A prospects that the Padres picked up in a trade. If you, you want to listen to that, please tell me. At BrianBuck13 on Twitter, you tell me if that's what you want to hear break down. But I don't think you're gonna. Uh, so a lot of college football, obviously, the beginning, the birth of the playoff, which had Florida State versus Oregon. And I just want to thank Watch ESPN, the app, because they they did a great job at not having a functioning app because some of our wives don't want to watch, you know, 36 hours of football in a three-day period. So I thought I'd be nice and actually watch on the app, but... Why would that work in the middle of the first playoff game ever? Makes no sense. But I was able to watch the game, and obviously it was the two quarterbacks, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, of their respective teams going up against each other. Might be the one-two pick in the draft. I'll tell you, personally in college football, I do follow it, and I'm glad that they put this part, these playoffs into place because for people like me, I really can't get into it. I can't get into the, the co-champions. Or people at the end of the year saying, oh, well, you know, he, he, he should, they should have played them. They, they would have beat them on this. You know, enough of this. I know you can't make it like college basketball, but we needed something. So I'm glad they did this. Because honestly, if I'm a fan of a team and they play in the, the East Goshen uh, Auto Body uh, Pep Boys Bowl, I, I don't, I really, that does nothing for me if they win that game. What does that mean? It means nothing. I, I, and I'm sure college athletes or you know guys that played football will probably say you're an idiot. You've never played sports. You're right. I haven't played in a competitive game of recreational intramural since college basketball. But I, I don't know if they sit around telling war stories when they're 50, saying, "Remember when we won the uh, Pep Boys game? That was yeah, that was what dreams are made of." But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm glad that they actually put this system into play. Uh, obviously, the game got out of hand a little quick. Uh, well, not a little quick, but it, it got out of hand eventually. Winston, you can tell, is an NFL quarterback. Mariota, I'm not convinced. He's part of scheme. He reminds me of Nick Foles playing in that same system. Uh, with that's, ugh, I don't know what is on my hands here. I shit off my socks. Anyways, uh, Marcus Mariota, I don't, I don't know what he's going to be in the NFL. He could be something. Obviously, he's going to be something, but I, I don't know. Jameis Winston. Obviously, there's the things off the field. I wasn't there that night. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But if you put a gun to my head, James Winston did something wrong that night, and he is skating because he's a football player. You know, this reminds me of like the 1950s and in Texas football, or maybe even present day. Of just the football players, they they run. Obviously, it is present day. Look at the Tallahassee, Tallahassee police and the Florida State police just allowing things to happen. There's a great article a few months ago done by the New York Times, just highlighting all of the crimes that these people have been, these people, these players have been accused of. I think my favorite was the 
for from the uh, wide receiver Jesus Bobo Wilson. I believe he's a wide receiver. Internet, please crucify me if I'm wrong. Who basically stole a moped. Then the owner of the moped went to the police to tell them about this. He later, Wilson was found with the moped, said he borrowed it from a friend, later admitted he didn't. The police then said to this owner of the, the moped, you sure you didn't let him borrow this? I, he said, I've never met this human being in my life. Yeah, I don't know about that. Are you sure? Judging if someone gave someone permission to ride a moped or not. That was my favorite. But the BB gun wars, the crab legs, the accusations of point shaving, although consider the source incarcerated Bob, which is, God, I, you want to live your life like that? I don't know what to tell you. But, uh, grants adjust, Mike. Uh, but you can see he's an NFL quarterback. Winston is ready, even though he got knocked out by that sonic boom from Guile, a street fighter, knocked down the referee, too. But that's when I turned off the game, too. I I, I had enough. And uh, my wife had been, I've been watching this show, Brotherhood, on Showtime, failed TV. It's just not good, but I can't stop watching it. It's, just, it, it's like The Wire, but, but not good. That's a pretty good comparison. I like that. But... I don't know what Winston's going to be in the NFL. A lot of people want to consider, you know, compare him to Johnny Manziel saying, oh, well, party boy, he's got his issues off the field. No, it's not the same. People were questioning if Johnny Manziel can play in the NFL. And obviously, well, we've seen from two games. I'm not a Johnny Manziel fan, but I am not saying he can't play in the league. Obviously, the the, the beginning was not a glowing performance, but give the kid a break at least. James Winston can play. And if he stays out of trouble... He's going to be a great NFL player. But I'm making this prediction right now. James Winston will serve at least one day in jail by the time he's 30 years old. Unfair? Possibly. Unprofessional? Maybe. But that's my opinion. So suck it. Anyways, I didn't see much of the Ohio State-Alabama game. Uh, baby steps, people. I'm not a college football fan, so one game's enough. And I'll, maybe I'll watch three-fourths of the championship game. But... uh Back and forth game, Ohio State comes out with the victory. Not sure what uh, what Urban Meyer's doing on that last set of downs, you know, trying to kill the clock, but throwing passes. Interesting strategy. I think Mike Smith endorsed that one. But obviously Ohio State comes away with the, the upset, and they'll face Oregon in the finals on the 12th, which, like I said, I'll probably watch that. Yeah, do a podcast. Yeah, I'll probably watch a college football championship. Yeah. If I can fit it into my schedule. Let's get to the real stuff, the NFL, where the men are men. They play football. As opposed to the football they play in college. Whatever that means. So we'll start, you know, I looked at this weekend, uh, sort of like a, a, a plate, a meal you'd eat. You want to get to the dessert, the lions, and I was going to say the lions and tigers. Just lions and cowboys. You've got to go through all the vegetables and the crap you don't want to eat. And it, 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 started, it started with shit. In the Cardinals and Panthers, and no one expected this game to be anything short of garbage. And, and it lived up to that expectation. It was about who wanted to lose this game more, and obviously the Cardinals, they were victorious in that fashion. Ryan Lindley, what can I say? He's awful. 16-28 for 82 yards. If the purpose of the game were to overthrow your receiver consistently, he would be the best player in the NFL. But you do have to give him a break. 
uh, you know, he he's a third string quarterback. He is what he is. You can't try to mask him and make him something he isn't. The entire team, seventy eight total yards, eight total first downs. The Panthers had five times as many total yards as the Cardinals. Yet they they should have won by a lot more. Looking at those statistics, uh, really kind of a boring game. Jonathan Stork did some work. Fozzie Whitaker had that great great run. Cam Newton didn't play that well. Threw for 198 yards. Uh, after the game, he's wearing a tuxedo, loafers with no socks. You know, I talked last week about Cam Newton. The guy's a tremendous player, but I don't know where he comes off acting the way he does. I think the main thing is when you have to sit and, and just listen to me carefully. This this is the thing with Cam Newton. Cam Newton is an asshole. Uh, a lot of people are saying, why why do people hate? A lot of people are questioning other people. Why why so much hate for Cam? Well, come on, this guy this guy's a number one pick. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a college champion. Yeah, he's done all that. He's done nothing in the NFL. There's a lot of professional athletes in in all sports these days that that that. that I don't know. They have they act as there's some sort of privilege, like they can act like they're some Hall of Famer when they've accomplished nothing. And football is not the only sport, but Cam is. Cam was a perfect example of it. The, the excessive celebration, the dressing. He wore a tuxedo. He sashaying around like he's like he's part of the frat pack or he's Don Draper. I I, I don't know. I win something. And for as much as I dislike Richard Sherman, and this is that, that he's a guy, boy. Who won't even speak to the media after a loss. He's allowed to say the stuff he does. He's very good at what he does. He's very good. He's won championships. I don't agree with a lot of the things Richard Sherman says. I think that most of them are self-serving and manipulative. Manipulative. He manipulates things. But Cam Newton, I, I... you hope he, you hope he can just mature a little. He's only twenty five years old. I give the guy a break, but I don't know. There's there's a lot of guys that in in, in sports these days that that act like this. They they want respect for some they for stuff they haven't accomplished yet. Make it to a Super Bowl, Cam. Make it to a Super Bowl. The next game is the Steelers and Ravens. Uh, oh, by the way, let's go back to that Cardinals Ravens game. Excuse me, Cardinals uh, Panthers game. I took the Panthers in that minus four and a half. That's one and nothing. That's one game I picked correctly. All right, Steelers Ravens. Joe Flacco never puts up great numbers in the NFL. It doesn't always put up great. It doesn't put up the prettiest numbers all the time. But he gets the job done. He's ten and four in the playoffs. Eighteen for twenty nine, two fifty nine. Well, you know that that that's good. But he the guy guy plays smart. He gets paid a lot of money. A lot of money, and a lot of times people are questioning it. But when it when push comes to shove in the playoffs, the guy gets things done. Uh, 295 total Ravens yards were able to take this game. Steve Smith is a man. Uh, we'll just say that. Steve Smith, when the apocalypse is upon us and nothing is here, we will be nothing but Steve Smith, and he will be angry. That, that's all I have to say. Palomalu, although he had eight tackles in the loss, uh, I think he's done. There's a look at his face. They kept showing him at the end, sitting on the bench. It was just a look. Obviously, it was a look at defeat. They were losing in the playoffs, and their season was about to be over. I would not be shocked if Troy Palomalu announces retirement this offseason. Obviously, hasn't been the same player in a few years. But th- we'll go back to the big, the big story with this game, and that was the obvious concussion 
that that Ben Roethlisberger had and Heath Miller had so bad that the referees said, get the hell out of here, you're dazed. And so what do they do? They go there to Ben, Ben Roethlisberger particularly, goes to get a concussion diagnosis, which normally takes 15 to 20 minutes. What was he out? Two to three minutes? So obviously they didn't do that there. And they said, oh, it's just a neck injury. Yeah, it's just a neck injury. And Roethlisberger said, it's just whiplash. Oh, so, so that's why he came back. Oh, okay. Because neck injuries, why would you be concerned about that? Not anything to be not, not anything to be concerned about. Not, not at all. So, and he comes back in and then throws it right to a Ravens receiver to end the game. Uh, this was one loss I had. I, I had the Steelers winning this game. I believe the spread was three, and obviously I lost that one. So, it's for entertainment purposes only, people. So, what do you want from me? We do have the Colts Bengals on Sunday. Start the day. I'm just sipping my coffee here. Everyone, take a break. It's really annoying. Colts Bengals predictable result. Andy Dalton. Well, he wasn't his normal terrible self on the big stage. He wasn't good. He needed AJ Green in there. And Colts take it away. I believe it was minus four and a half. I took the Colts. Won that one. I'm good. Uh, I was reading, what is wrong with you people, too, by the way? Andy Dalton, he wasn't great. I get it. 10 total points, again, in the playoffs. 0-4. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you people that go to his Twitter page and just rip him apart, who are you people? What is wrong with you? Kill yourself. You're terrible. Quit the game. Is that what you do? You watch a football game, and then you immediately go and just try to rip someone? I don't understand the mentality behind some of you people. God, what is wrong with you? Anyways, luck was great. Uh, Mike Francesa told us all about it. If you don't know who Mike Francesa is, he's a part of the Mike and the Mad Dog, former show Mike and the Mad Dog program, which elevated sports media to a, basically a staple of talk radio. He is pompous. He's arrogant. He's dismissive of callers. And I love him. He's a guy that... uh, I listen to every day. He he has he, he has his biases. He has his favorites, and he's basically one of the biggest blowhards on any subject you could possibly imagine. And the idea that it's sports is just insane. He is the sports pope for a reason, and he has an enormous man crush on Andrew Luck. I don't know if many people do. It's kind of odd. He's very boring player, but he is your, if you went to a factory and wanted to make a quarterback, Andrew Luck would be the man that would come out. Mike did not tell me to say that. He was 31 of 44 for 376 yards. That pass to Dante Moncrief falling down with eight minutes in the third quarter, made it 20 to 10. And that was your ball game right there. Well, it was only 10 points. The Bengals offense was pathetic. They were not moving the ball well. It, it was... It, Barely moved the ball at all. What am I talking about? It's no A.J. Green, no Jermaine Gresham. And they lost, oh, God, I can never pronounce his name. Mulaga, Mulaga. The defensive guy with the long hair. Red ticket blues. All right. Uh, but the Colts move on there. And obviously, we move on to the last game of the day. Sunday was the was the 42.3 million people watched this game, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Detroit Lions. If you were lucky enough to watch the game from the beginning, Aaron Andrews had a great interview with Tony Romo, 
with lots of echoing in their voices and them reflecting in the background, the camera shaking. I don't know why these uh, the, 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 these channels, the, these why they decide to do this is if it's going to make these cliche bullshit answers any more important. By are we that stupid as a society that we need flashing lights and, and and echoes to pay attention to the same answers that are really not exciting at all? I, I, I don't get that, but very, very bizarre. Very bizarre. Maybe they do it all the time and I just don't realize it. I'm not sure, but you had a feeling going into this that maybe it was Dallas's year. Going into halftime, it's 17-7, and then Dan Bailey coming out after that, in the beginning of that third quarter and missing the field goal, and he said, holy Christ, it's happening again. It's happening again. The Cowboys are going down. But they had managed to come back, and it's all about flags, people. Flag this, flag that. No, 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 I'm kidding. It's one flag, and it was later picked up briefly in our lives, but it made an impact, just like me. But uh, who knows what the hell happened on that play. Des Bryant running all over the field. Mike Pereira was on with Mike Francesa today saying it shouldn't have been a flag. I don't understand how coaches do that all the time. You allow players to run on the field. I, I, I don't know where you go from there. I think it's a bad precedent to set. There's also people talking that is a conspiracy because college, the college, cowboy football, cowboy, Jerry Jones, cowboy's owner, Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, his son was seen partying with the head of NFL referees earlier this year. So they think it's some sort of conspiracy theory, some sort of cahoots. Normally, conspiracy theories, you know, they don't admit that they're wrong afterwards, which is what the the league did today. You know, it's not like the Warren Commission decided, oh, well, you know, we went through things and it looks pretty bad. And oh, oh, by by the way, yeah, yeah. The whole CIA, everyone involved, government, yeah, they, they did kill him on purpose. So we're not going to, we're sorry. I don't know. That was a bad comparison. But you know what I mean. Normally they're, they're clothed in secrecy and cloaked in secrecy. And I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about that. If you're a Lions fan, you just want to jump off a bridge. Roll them up on the carpet and throw them off a bridge, right? <laughs> Work for Homer. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. That That's just... To make a play like that at the end of the game, and it was clearly pass interference, and then to pick it up, just don't throw it in the first place. Just pick it up. It just it makes you think Tim Donahue. It takes you back to that. This football is usually never the game that you think is going to be fixed. It's always basketball a lot of the times because the human element of a referee calling a foul, the touch fouls, everything, that they can manipulate a game. And that's what Tim Donahue, he said, I remember watching that damn game. I think it was 2003, the Kings and the Lakers, game six. I remember watching that game thinking, this is fixed. And then you have people, Brian, what the hell are you talking It's fixed. And what do you know? I was right. Which is, yeah, I was right. So this game also had, uh, I picked, it was a, what was it, six and a half? Dallas minus six and a half. I took Detroit in this, and once again, I win. So I'm three and one last weekend. Hope you made a lot of money on that. I, apparently some sort of sick sadist, I bet on one game and I bet on Cincinnati. I, I don't even know what I'm doing. But we move on to next week. Baltimore is going to take on New England. Brady's, Brady's just salivating at that Baltimore secondary. That should be interesting. Obviously, Baltimore has success there. And it's going to be interesting to see what they can do if they can pull off another playoff win in New England. you got Baltimore... 
I'm going to take Baltimore. The spread seven points here. New England's favored. I'm going to take Baltimore plus seven on this. I think New England's going to win this game, but Baltimore is going to cover. And I, I'm going to give you that my lock of the week. How corny and hacky is that? My lock and maybe my shoe and of the week. Is everyone picking up these Simpson references? It's a pretty big shoe. Uh, the next game on Saturday, the night game, will be Seattle versus Carolina. And that is going to be a disgusting game. I think Seattle is favored by 11 points. That That is going to be brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, Arizona has a great defense, but Carolina still look like garbage. They were able to beat Ryan Lindley. Again, no disrespect to Ryan Lindley. You are what you are, but, you know, get off my TV. Uh they're they're gonna Cam's gonna struggle. It's gonna it's it's gonna be disgusting. It's it's gonna be bad. And I'll definitely take I'll take Seattle by twenty on that. That's gonna be bad. On Sunday, that's when we get the good games. <sighs> yeah, there it is again. Sunday we get the good games. Green Bay Dallas premier matchup. All the big names: Witten, Rogers, Romo, Murray, Bryant, Nelson. They'll all be there. Dallas is eight and zero on the road. Green Bay's eight and zero. At home, something's got to give. God, I hope they say that in one of the promos. Gotta be so lazy. Last playoff meeting was the Ice Bowl. I'll tell you, I feel embarrassed. I, I, I know the Ice Bowl. I know it was a big game, and it was a playoff game. It was an NFC game in 67, but I know it was cold. But I don't know a lot about it. I, I, I feel embarrassed that with that. It was negative 48 game time with the wind chill. I don't know who's going to win this game. I don't know who's going to win this game. It's Green Bay plus six, uh, minus six and a half. That's why I'm going to take Dallas plus six and a half. I don't know if they're going to win. Green Bay, I almost feel like they're just a sitting. They're they, like they've been waiting. They just sort of, you know, put put the brakes on a little bit at the end of the season. And I think that they might explode. I don't know. It's, it's it's not it's not great analysis from me, as you can tell. But it is what it is. The night game, obviously, Indianapolis versus Denver. Peyton Manning faces the man who booted him from his only home in the NFL, Andrew Luck. The offensive line of Indianapolis, can Denver destroy them? Can they? It's a great question. It's going to be big. But the biggest question is what is Peyton Manning? They definitely put the brakes on at the end of the season. And a lot of C.J. Anderson. Is Peyton hurt? Is he old? Is his arm strength there? Well, we know he's old, but is his arm strength still there? I don't know. I I think it's going to be a little difficult for Indianapolis to game plan for this because they're probably thinking, "What are we? We've trying to we trying to stop C.J. Anderson? Are we trying to stop Peyton Manning?" It sounds so stupid, but Denver the last four or five games of the season has not looked like the same team. So, but I got faith in Peyton Manning. Not something you hear a lot in the playoffs coming out of people's mouths. I have faith in them. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to cover the seven points, too. So just in review, people, so I can tell you how great I am next week. Baltimore plus seven. Seattle minus 11. Dallas plus six and a half. And Denver minus seven. Now, something's happening tomorrow that is always a circus every time of year. And that's the release of the Baseball Hall of Fame inductees. Uh... Well, they're, they're selections for the Hall of Fame. You have all these nerd baseball writers tell you this, tell you that. And baseball stats can be misconstrued towards anyone's argument. It's so ridiculous. It's the only sport where it's done because people are so obsessed with numbers in it. Numbers used to mean something until the steroid era. They still do mean stuff, but 
I mean, we, we baseball is a is a sport where there's still every year it seems as if there's more stats being created every year to analyze. To, basically, people are just creating stats to help their argument. It's ridiculous, but you, you gotta love going on Twitter and seeing the everyone all all the baseball writers showing you their what who they voted for and why this is that and it, it's it's ridiculous it's to it's to it's all about making themselves more important than the vote they actually are they have levitard selling his vote or not selling but giving it to the fans you have you have that one jerk out in the Des Moines who will vote for Andy Stankiewicz as a first round or first ballot Hall of Famer. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's, I see two players. It's going to be Pedro Martinez or Randy Johnson. Yeah, you might get Smoltz. You might get Craig Biggio after they sort of, uh, you know, they closed the velvet rope on him last year. 3,000 hits. He is a compiler. Uh, but we'll see. I, I almost look at the Hall of Fame as like a club, a club that used to be really hot. Only a few people got in. Then I got more popular. Then I let a few more people in. Next thing you know, you're letting CD people in. And what do CD people bring? They bring the drugs. So then they had to shut the whole thing down, restart it with a different name, and that's where we're at now. I see with this whole steroid thing going further, the, the, the excuse me, the steroid era becoming more involved in voting for the Hall of Fame. I see a smaller crowd going in all the time. If you had abnormal numbers or if there's one speck of suspicion that you were ever involved in steroids, you will not be going to the Hall of Fame. And for some people, that sucks. And you know who else it sucks for? Is the people that didn't do steroids and put up pedestrian numbers, basically meaning average or good numbers in those, and they're going to be penalized. And that sucks. It really does. I do see a lot of Lee Smith talk, even though his numbers went down big. It was 50% when he was first on the ballot. In 2012, then down to 29% last year. I just want to share an interesting story. About a few years ago, I was out in Arizona, and it was a Cubs-Giants minor league game in Scottsdale there. Lee Smith there was signing autographs. And uh, he seemed to be pretty chatty with the ladies, having a few drinks. So me and my friend went over to him. Couldn't be more pleasant. And obviously, he's a large man. But I'll tell you, when Lee Smith stands up to you, stands up, stands up to me. Yeah, he wanted to fight me. I said, fuck off. I'll beat the shit out of you. No, when he stands up, that is a big man. That's a Flozell Adams size man. So we talked with him. Guy was awesome. We bought him beers. He bought us beers. This was just that he was signing autographs with Ferguson Jenkins. Ferguson Jenkins was wanted nothing to do with us. It wasn't mean. He just he didn't. He had no concern for us. No, no, not a care in the world about us. He was trying to sell his merchandise. Lee talked to us. I asked him. I said, "What was your favorite team being on?" And he said, "The Cardinals." When I was on the Cardinals, that was the most fun I ever had. And I said, well, "What about it was it '93 when you were around with the Yankees? What about that?" He said, "No." That was terrible. And Buck Showalter could never remember my name. He kept calling me Ozzie Smith. True story. So, Lee Smith, good guy. Just thought I'd say that for no particular reason other than I don't know when I'm going to bring up Lee Smith again. So, good luck to him. He's not going to get in. And one of my all-time favorite players, Don Mattingly. He, uh, this is the last shot at the MVP, MVP. Last shot at the Hall of Fame. He has no chance of getting in. And frankly, it hurts me to say, but he, he, he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. The guy had great years. He had the MVP in 86. If we wanted to measure uh, Hall of Fame entrance on four or five years, we could take those core four, core four or five years and he'd be in shoe-in. 
A lot of those years of single-digit home runs, that back pain really screwed with Don Mattingly. I think he's going to have to go the Joe Torre route of maybe winning a championship or two for some of those Twitter people out there. Uh, I don't know. Mattingly, he's going to have to win a few as a manager. Comparable, comparable numbers to Torre at the same time with his playing days. And Torre, yeah, he's got four. I'm not expecting Mattingly to get four championships, but that's the way it goes. Uh I don't know what else to say, people. Uh, I did find something interesting. The Mets, this, I'm only mentioning this because it will, it is uh, ending soon. The Mets billboard, the Mets billboard, much like the Jets billboard, the Fire Idzik billboard. Uh, I don't think it got John Idzik fired, but I think it did play a part in Woody Johnson's mind when he made the change. No one wants their general manager on a big billboard near your product saying, fire him. Uh the Mets, uh, I don't have the person's name, I apologize, but there is a campaign to put a billboard on Roosevelt Street, on the same street as City Field, that says, now what is it? It's uh, free, Met, free Mets fans sell the team, basically telling the Wilpons to sell the team. I don't think you're going to get the same success there. I don't think owners are going to look at it and say, well, wow, we're doing terrible. Let's sell the team. But I always like to see owners and rich people look stupid, so I wanted to promote it. If you look up on Kickstarter, the Mets billboard, you'll find it. They need five k, five thousand dollars by January sixteenth. Right now, they got three thousand two hundred twenty-five dollars. So I would like to see it. It would be interesting. That's about it for this week. I we could briefly talk about some college basketball. Not much going on right now. Kentucky, Kentucky is disgusting. Uh, normally, people don't say a team is going to go undefeated. I can see that team going undefeated. They are. Unreal. Their defensive pressure is just—it's gross. It's—it's—it's it's, it's just gross. William Cauley Stein, boy, it, how lucky is UConn last year to not have William Cauley Stein playing that finals game? I realize he's improved a lot since then. I get that, but that—I th- mean, he's a game changer. He's a game changer. That—that that team, they're basically the first tier. The second tier is Duke, and then there's everyone else. My UConn team. Yes, my UConn team. Uh, they don't look great. Big one over Florida, but they're not good. They play in a terrible conference. They need to get out of the American Athletic Conference as soon as possible. They are going nowhere in it. I lost to Temple earlier this week. Down two. Three free throws. Miss them all. <laughs> of course, why not? But... Right now, I'm not going to bore you with college. It's still a lot of time left. I mean, there'll be plenty of time in the doldrums of January and February to get in the NBA and college. Local teams around NBA. Local teams around here in the NBA. God awful. Boston, the Knicks, and the Nets. The Knicks have more losses than anyone in the entire league. I don't think anyone foresaw a great season this year, but I don't think anyone foresaw a mind-bending, terrible season like this. Embarrassing. Nah, Melo's not concerned, though. Don't worry about it. He's a winner. Just ask him. He said he just, he's tired of the winner stuff. He's been a winner. He won at Syracuse, so enough's enough, right? All right, I'm rambling at this point, so I hope everyone enjoyed this. It's www.redticketblues.com and at Twitter, at BrianBuck13. I was going to say .com after that, but that's incorrect. So at BrianBuck13, hope you enjoyed everything. Hey, if you got anything, if you want to contribute to the podcast, tell me anything, why I suck, what I should talk about, I'm more than happy to do that. So like to get some feedback. 
I, I would I would like to say thank you to everyone on Twitter who who did give me a lot of positive feedback last week. Uh, I was really humbled. I realized this is a podcast that is not some global phenomenon. It was my op- it was my shot at doing something for the first time. And normally with the internet, you're expecting people to rip, rip just rip you to shreds, slice and dice you, just to make you feel like you're two feet tall. But I'll tell you, a lot of people on Twitter, whether they were being nice or they actually meant it, I appreciate all the things that were said. I'm trying to improve this podcast every day, getting a flow, get, just getting a sort of routine down, and hopefully I can present the best product to you. And if you don't like it, you, seriously, go to hell. All right, everyone. I'll see you next week. We'll go over half. Uh, we'll go over all the NFL that happened, and uh, have a great week. <laughs>